0: but you're
1: i just want you to stop saying that it's objective and also subjective that can't be true. I just want you to admit no, that reality is subjective.
0: It can be because I'm saying that a lot of the social norms in which we live because you're, you're, you're you can't really bait it, like social norms it down change it.
1: throughout every society like you said. Yeah. So they but have they to be subjective
0: around certain universal truths.
1: They're not universal though. Name a universal truth.
0: I mean, I would just think that killing people is bad. Like, I'm just saying that's like... Okay, what if there's a
1: society that believes that they'll go straight to heaven with 72 virgins if they kill somebody? Are they wrong? I mean, I would say so. Based on what? The human condition. What is the human condition? It's just being human. What about being a human? I mean, would you kill someone?
2: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) yes, Julian.
1: Convince me that I shouldn't kill someone.
2: The only true wisdom is in knowing you know nothing. Confirmation bias tells us that we're going to go out and we're going to try and find information that's consistent with our own views of the world. Will you shut up, and man? Listen? In spite of the difficulties ahead, I still have faith in the future. Surround ourselves with people that have perspectives that are different from ours. Even as we speak, there are those who are preparing to divide us. Still
1: same human being. <laughs> you're
2: going to look at me and you're going to tell me that I'm wrong?
3: Welcome to Flipside, the podcast where we bring you lighthearted, good-natured debates about a variety of interesting topics, ranging from politics to social and cultural issues. We make a genuine
2: effort to explore all sides of each issue, and the goal is always to find common ground instead of scoring points against each other. I'm Hussein. I'm Pri. I'm Carson.
1: I'm
0: Julian. Today we're going to be talking about morality and what is right, what is wrong, and how do we decide that.
1: Okay. And we're going to be trying to prove... Is there such a thing as right and wrong? And are there things which we are morally obligated to do? We like to say stuff like, you shouldn't steal from your neighbor and you should help an old lady cross the street if she needs help. But where are we pulling out these shoulds from? Are we actually morally obligated to do anything like that? I think this will be a good foundation for all our future episodes about not only philosophy and ethics, but also it goes down to Um, all our political episodes and eventually also into the more social issues. So I think this will be a good foundation for everything we do moving forward.
3: Yeah, 100%. I think everything builds up on morality, right?
0: So to kick things off, we're going to start talking about the subjective theories of morality. The first one up is one called cultural relativism, where we all know people come from different backgrounds and those backgrounds influence how people think. So we're going to yeah. talk about the different, uh, the different morals, the different values and norms that particular communities have, and what that means for morality as, like a you know, as a
3: whole. Okay.
1: So, people, and especially Western intellectuals today, like to acknowledge that our moral judgments about people or our moral judgments about others are shaped by the place that we grew up in and the culture and traditions that are in the society that we live in. Yeah. And that seems acknowledging that moral judgments may vary across different cultures and societies seems like a um, the right way to go about it, right?
3: Yeah, 100% cuz people in different cultures grow up differently, different schools, different environments, different languages, different religions, so there's a lot that shapes people the way they are, um, especially like I have an idea in terms of like Singaporean people, what cultures they have, what ideologies they have, and then Americans, like since I've experienced both, like I can definitely see that how the environment plays a difference in, in cultural opinions and uh, morality.
1: So some negatives, it's uh, not hard to start coming up with some of the potential downsides to this sort of worldview. For example, if we're saying that morality is only relative to the culture that you grew up in and basically the popular beliefs of the society that you live in, then would that justify say, slavery in pre-Civil War America because mm. especially in the South, the majority of people believe that owning slaves was moral or in, uh, say, Nazis they would believe the Holocaust was right based on their society. Yep. So is that a moral view that you want to defend? Is that the Holocaust was actually morally right mm-hmm. um, in terms of the, what the Nazis believed? Or it was wrong relative to Western democracy values, but it was right for the Nazis?
3: Yeah, <laughs> that's a very really extreme point. But yeah, I do agree with you. Uh, it's basically like someone's right is someone else is wrong, and um, but in these form factors, I think we can agree that like if something big happens to a whole um, negatively to a whole population or something, that's definitely wrong. But I guess the argument is um, yeah. they might think that it is right.
2: Yeah, it's it's different whenever uh, you're grown up in an environment only an environment where um, the only thing you've experienced is maybe what your parents have told or what your government has told. And that's, I guess, uh, I'm not an expert in Nazism and or like Germany and all that, Yeah. yeah, yeah. but they were growing, they're growing up around ideals that maybe Nazis had, um, yeah. that maybe go against, you know, Western ideologies. Um, and it happens to us. Like we, we don't even have to talk about the extremes about slavery or Nazism. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> like morality, like different types of morality. It's, it, it's different, um, in like other parts of the world in terms of culture in terms of how you behave how you talk how you think um literally you could you know how you greet people is different um and it doesn't have to be those extremes but yeah
1: well we can acknowledge that the um nazis that grew up in that sort of society they and people who lived in the South, South, yeah. While they were owning slaves, they were indoctrinated into that mindset. But we should still be able to say that that mindset was an evil one, yeah. But cultural relativism says that there you cannot judge them. Well, not even judging. We can't say today that that was evil. Mm. We can say it from our perspective, but not the perspective of anyone else. So I we can't really say anything at all.
3: Yeah, I think that's the problem with cultural relativism is because it's like passed down beliefs and like, um, you know, decade old beliefs. So when you're growing up with it, you think about that. But I think at some point you've got to use your own like intuition or, or mind basically to see what's wrong and right and that you don't always have to follow what everybody else says. And I think that's what started happening with, um, you know, for example, slaveries. Um, people started realizing that it was bad. So that's where, you know, the civil war and all that stuff happened. And, you know, we're where we are right now.
0: I think it's really easy to talk about it in a general sense like that, but it's not even across time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm just looking at this theory and just thinking about it. I mean, is it something that like those perceptions that you you carry with you to other places? Like, you know how here in the States we have a certain like, set of cultural norms and that's like right for us like we can do certain things here that is you know okay in our society but then when we go somewhere else how do we how do we navigate that is it like their norms are right so we have to adapt to them or it's like because we come from a background that they have to acknowledge us and us and allow us to do what we what we are used to yeah so i think like uh just in a practical sense like when you start coming down to how different people move to different areas. And I mean, that whole belief that like, I mean, foreigners coming here should assimilate to our culture or we should try assimilating whenever we go abroad. I mean, how do we even navigate those issues with a mindset like this, where everyone has a different, Different everyone has a different right.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's that's what the con is at this point with this. Um, It's hard to navigate that. But uh, I think as we explore some other stuff, um, you know, other mindsets, um, we start to understand that you have to cooperate with people In order to, you know, live peacefully And not create conflicts But we'll get to that in a bit But uh, talk more do about guys, this, yeah. this. Do you guys think the
2: Nazis um, Or the people back then Whenever they had slaves Do you think they knew that what they were doing was morally wrong? Mm. And what no. is some what, <laughs> what, no? But also what is something we're doing today In our society That maybe people in the future Or maybe someone in another, in like, like yeah, yeah. another country, thinks what we're doing is morally wrong. The way we view Nazism as morally yeah. wrong, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, What's yeah, an I example?
0: Uh, I would say one of the biggest ones is materialism. If you look at the U.S., just um, per capita, we have some of the highest, uh, like emission and mm. like a uh, carbon
2: emission.
3: Yeah, but carbon, carbon emissions.
0: Yeah, but carbon emissions and <laughs> well. and other. Like uh, I'm trying to think or I guess words, yeah, it's
3: like, a subjective. Point. Yeah,
0: like pollution rates and all that, because. Yeah.
3: um But I think like, that's like everybody knows it's wrong. Though I don't think it's like we're trying to. But they don't care enough
1: to to change it. So maybe that's maybe similar. that's a little bit different from the people <laughs> in the Nazi Party who yeah. believed that they were doing the right thing. Another interesting thing to think about is if the Nazis would have won. The war, that's the only difference mm. between what the the Holocaust being right and wrong because if they had won, they would have promulgated their beliefs. Yeah, so they, is that something we want?
3: Yeah, they do say that winners write history, so and also changed everything.
1: If you lived in the 19th century, 20th century during that during World War II and you could go talk to a Nazi, how would you prove to them that their ideas are wrong? And that's not really something that cultural relativism offers
3: yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah but one thing i'm kind of thinking about now that kind of parallels i won't say parallels nazism but like it kind of follows the same path from our perspective the way we've been taught history is we you could ask a similar question of is the united states right like to how we've colonized other people Mm. like the spanish american war like the philippines and all that stuff or the war in the middle east from our perspective from what history has taught us we believe that what the united states is doing in anything is correct right but the people on the other side just like how back then they probably have another point of view so i think we're kind of in that like clouded judgment um That we believe morally it's right, you know?
3: Yeah, yeah, it's hard because we went against the British because we thought they were, you know, um, their beliefs were against us. Mm -hmm. And then we did the same thing basically for like these uh, Native Indians or Native Americans, those tribes or in other countries where we colonized them. So I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, um, so there is a bit of gray area and we might not be... So if you're thinking about western society you could say and like comparing it to the rest of the world and the rest of other cultures throughout history you we still might not be the perfect society and have the, all the perfect morals and we can acknowledge that but can't we also say that we do have some sort of idea of what types of morals and cultures in a society lead to more human flourishing and more Mm well-being overall so can't we say things like the um inca native american tribe sacrificing probably hundreds of children to their gods that was morally wrong regardless of what they believed yeah um in much of the middle east in the majority of the middle east homosexuality you can be sentenced to the death penalty for it can't we say that that's wrong In South Asia and also in the Middle East, women are forced to cover themselves in cloth bags so that they won't be raped by the men who apparently can't control themselves. And then Mm. in some rare regions, or it's not as rare as you'd hope it would be, the father actually feels like they are more obligated to kill their own daughter after they've been raped in order to preserve the family honor versus... Um, going after the perpetrator and blaming the perpetrator they instead blame their own daughter so looking at all these horrible cultures and practices that exist around the world is it so hard to say okay let's not be tolerant about that they actually don't know as much as we do about what is conducive to human flourishing yeah so we should be able to prove it to them like that
3: yeah, I know, I know what you mean. I guess that's the best thing about all these different ideologies is that people who have that mindset, there's others who go against it. So we can try to tell them that that is wrong. But the problem is is making them understand and telling them that's wrong because sometimes they're just so opinionated and think what they're doing is right. That no matter what you say, it's not going to change their beliefs, which is what the problem is. That's why wars happen because we can't uh, convince the other to, you know, but then it's better. like,
2: do we have, do we, do we ourselves have the right, right to force our own opinions and our own beliefs yeah. on someone else's culture that they've mm. grown up on? Have you guys uh, watched Midsommar? don't think so. No. The movie? No. You guys have never watched it? No, no, no. Well, I watched it literally last night, but like one of the things <laughs> they do. In their culture, in in the, it's like a tribe inside. Yeah. What they do is they believe that um, this is this is fiction. I'm pretty sure, but um, from zero to eighteen, you uh-huh. live in a house or something like that in like a in like a village, and then from eighteen to thirty six, you do a pilgrimage, and then thirty six to fifty two or something, you work, mm-hmm. and then until and then when you hit seventy two, you kill yourself because they okay. believe that they believe that um, that's how the life cycle should be. But mm. they're all happy with it. In this movie, they're all joyous. They're happy. It's like an honorary thing to kill yourself at 72. But if you look at it from our perspective, obviously, it's like to kill yourself at 72, you, you, our opinions kind of are that you shouldn't do that. Right. But in their community, you know you know what I'm saying? In, the, in their community, yeah, 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 it's yeah. like a good thing that they value. Yeah. Um, and the same thing, it's kind of um, parallel to the Native American thing. From our perspective, you know, sacrificing children or sacrificing people... You know that's a bad thing, and like, yeah, it is a bad thing from my perspective. You know, I'm not saying that, but from their perspective, the people who are being sacrificed probably are babies. <laughs> no, well, yeah, okay, well, maybe the, the okay babies are a bit different, but if you're yeah. if you're a teenager, an adult, and you're being sacrificed, then yes, you might be scared of dying, but they also kind of understand that their life is being um, sacrificed for the greater good of their society, so they're okay with it. But are they actually, So It's it's kind of like the society that they're in are kind of manipulating themselves Yeah, exactly. But but we're also doing that to our society. We can
1: um, go back to objective versus subjective once we are probably going to continue to go back throughout throughout this episode. Um, But I guess to kind of address what you said before we move on, um, (laughs) it may be the case that everyone was happy in that society. But we might know using objective scientific methods that other cultures and other traditions would be better for that society that they're not even aware of.
2: So it's like science versus religion pretty
3: much? Yeah.
1: Pretty much. And, and that's you know, what it comes actually, down to. Actually, in the second part of this episode, that's going to be what we spend we'll get the whole time it. talking about. We'll get back so, to that then, I guess. So quickly, emotivism is another sort of... Um, moral philosophy and it seems even more nihilistic than cultural relativism, and more subjective because it just says basically moral statements don't have truth values like you can't say mm. it is wrong to kill an old lady you are just when you say that what you're really saying is i feel bad about the idea of anyone killing right. an old lady so it's
2: it's an opinion there's yeah, no fact
1: it's all based on
3: your emotions. Right. Yeah, I know. That makes sense. Like a
2: serial killer, like a person with the serial killer gene, would feel like it's okay to kill an old lady. Yeah. That type of thing. So it's obviously wrong.
1: So it makes sense, but has the same sort of cons with subjectivism. And it means morality is only based on our feelings. So is that something we want to accept or not?
3: I mean, I think a lot of rules and regulations that we you know, uh, go about emotional values tend to play a huge part in it because i mean in these scenarios taking a life is like such a huge deal that um we obviously have a negative connotation to it but it's hard to um it's hard to change the mindset from that because the act of doing that itself just is viewed evil so if um you can be like i don't know how to say this um you can't tell a person that it that is doing that is good because there's I don't see what's what you get positively out of that. Like, what is the act of doing that? You know, that's what we got to look at. That's what the opposite people are saying is that there's no positive uh, aspect of this. Of uh, like, let's say, um, taking the life of an older woman or something. Like, what what's the positive gain? That's why I think the majority of people say it's negative. That's why it's wrong. I think that's what we got to look at. If that makes sense. Yeah, but. I- That'll be
1: a long winded explanation, but yeah. And I think what you're getting at is uh utilitarianism, basically, which is also yeah. going to be the second part. So, do we feel like I mean, this was a shorter one, and yeah. this is kind of an extension of emotism. Does everyone feel like they said what they want to say? Yeah, okay. Sure. Yeah. So, now we can move on to ethical egotism, which basically is the idea that morality is only about self-interest so individuals really should just they have the right to act in whatever way maximizes only their own well-being um and this kind of makes a lot of sense if you're of the belief that we're all just meatballs floating around (laughs) the universe and we came into being from an evolutionary purely physical process then Based on evolutionary psychology, it says that we evolved as a group and developed this herd mentality that gave us more social intuitions that gives us an extreme disgust to killing other people, for example. And even stuff like stealing isn't as conducive to a flourishing group society. So that's kind of the theory behind it. What do you all think about that?
2: I think there's two... Uh, from from what i'm thinking there's two types of ethical egotism there's one where um you as a person yourself find happiness and fulfilling yourself okay and then there's another one where you find you fulfill your happiness by fulfilling other people's happiness mm, okay i guess you know that saying? makes sense yeah 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 because that's kind of like the herd mentality you're talking about that, that's why we've created communities and there's some communities which they don't they don't prioritize you know, uh, fulfilling yourself in that raw sense—it's more like you fulfill yourself by helping, helping others other or, people. Okay, guess um, it's like self-actualization uh, or something.
3: Like yeah, just that. different definitions for what uh, helps you. Like maybe sometimes you benefit from helping yourself. Sometimes you benefit from doing that through other people. But, but
2: I feel like this—is this definition kind of uh, talking about yourself? Just yourself, and just yourself? What
1: right? You well, so wait one of the biggest cons that you might initially think of yeah. is what about giving to charity that seems like a purely selfless act mm-hmm. and with this sort of moral philosophy you wouldn't have any justification of helping others if it doesn't benefit you yeah
2: and but it, it can does, still it
1: does, right so what yeah. you're saying is it actually makes you feel good yeah. based yeah. on our evolutionary psychology if we give to others um and So so it also makes other people perceive you better yes yeah so you could say that being selfless is actually in your own selfish interest interest yeah 100 it's kind of a circle Uh,
2: there's no i don't know what this definition is anymore
1: yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah. it's a little um weird but what about things like um first responders and military servicemen sacrificing their life there's no doesn't seem like surely there can be any self-interest with that and yet we see it as one of the highest moral goods. So what do y'all think about that?
2: It's like, yeah, it's this intangible kind of feeling that you get. They're sacrificing their life, but in their head, you know, they're they're giving themselves, but they're saving someone else. So it's kind of a Mm -hmm. balance, you know? It's like a debit or credit type of thing in the (laughs) county.
1: The only way that I can think of how this would (laughs) fit into this theory, the sacrifice in your own life, is if you can't live with yourself after you don't fail struggle, to take fail. action yeah, yeah, yeah. then you have to live the rest of your life and again like you could say that's only because of our evolutionary psychology that that is the case that that's how we feel
3: yeah I mean guilt and um perception definitely is a huge part of this like if you feel guilty about not helping others you might want to do it and if you can like you said live with yourself if you choose to save yourself Um, instead of others and you don't live with yourself, that might be a reason why people do it. But I think with the first, um, responders and stuff, um, it is a job, it is a job. And, um, they obviously, maybe it's their passion, you know, helping people could be a passion. It doesn't have to be, um, right or wrong. It's just what they like. Maybe I think it could be as simple as that. Like you're getting paid to do the job and, um, you die in that process, you die. It's, it is, maybe that's their, li- it could be another view of their own thing, you know?
1: And they could get fired from their job if they don't, don't risk do their life Exactly. But yeah. it does seem kind of sad that everything selfless in the world, we have to boil down to being really selfish. Just yeah. Your own acting in your own self-interest in the end. But that, again, that is what makes sense in a evolutionary terms where all our personalities and traits that we have as a species developed only because that is what maximized our own survival yeah evolution is pretty is based in self-interest
3: yeah i mean it goes back to like you know the um you know uh living in tribes or like living back in the um way back like thousands of years ago like you had to fight for yourself if you wanted to survive you've gotta um go against people you gotta kill people you gotta you know hunt animals you gotta do all that so i think Every human in the world wants to live for themselves. Um, obviously, in the society that we've um, built, um, it's become like we live for our children or we live for our spouses or something. But at the end of the day, it's for yourself. Like you want money for yourself, you want growth for yourself, you want to do something you like. You know, I think it comes down. It is going to be selfish at the end of the day. I think. Okay. Any objections? Well, uh, kind of one of the,
2: one of the things you talked about in like um, people taking their own lives whenever they feel guilty i kind of i'm kind of thinking of what their self-interest is in that mm. or is that one of it's not really a self-interest but one of the flaws that we have in our, our human body and our human mind because mm. i don't well, see i don't see us
1: it only depends on what they see as their self-interest so people that commit suicide maybe normally they, at least at that point in time feel like they
2: feel like they don't deserve they clearance. feel like
1: it life would be worse if, if they, they were doing or living something. In yeah. oh,
2: Okay, if they that makes sense Or it could be one of the flaws that we have
3: as human beings. Because
2: you don't see that in nature. You don't see animals killing themselves. You know? It's kind of like a... It's like like a human psychology. Detriment of the extra sense that we have.
1: (laughs) But what about status? So they take pleasure in causing pain on others. How do you tell them that they're wrong? Because they're really just pursuing their own self-interest.
3: Well, I think...
2: Well, it's kind of wrong because the person you're you're harming, they don't have self-interest in what they're doing, you know? Um,
1: but should you care about them? No, but this think philosophy saying... says they should only care about themselves. Yeah.
2: Mm, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's... Wait.
1: I think if this is your viewpoint, then you just have to bite the bullet on this and maybe say the other part of this is the social contract theory where okay. morality arise this is also based in an evolutionary perspective um, morality arise from an implicit agreement that we all made with each other that in order to maximize our own well-being and um, ensure the stability of our society that we're going to follow certain rules like don't kill people even if you we want do. to because <laughs> we have a social contract with each other to not cause that so you could say, even though the status was pursuing their self interest, they breached that so- social contract yeah. that we all have. And that's why we have no choice. I mean, we can't, they had the right to pursue their own interest, but we just have to get rid of them, put them in jail or something, or else it's going to cause chaos the, in society. The
3: problem with also that, you know, like killing other people or the self interest and in that is that you've got to live your life afraid that someone else is going to do that to you. You know, I mm-hmm. think that's one of the biggest reasons why we have these rules and stuff is that one, you don't want to do that, and you don't want anybody else to do that to you. I think that's what it is. It's expect um, what you do, and I don't know. They're saying I forgot the golden one. rule. Yeah, yeah, basically, like like treat yourself how like you exactly. Like if you don't want that to come against you, you want to save yourself. You're trying not to do it to other people. I think that's where the social contract and stuff. Yeah, from.
0: it's mostly like a limitation of like stopping you from doing things that people's agency, right? Like right yeah, yeah that yeah. extends beyond your circle and that, that yeah. it's kind of limited by you know it's considered moral and that, that theory
2: so does this completely like take away ethical egoism because i feel like that kind of goes against
0: No, oh, it's like adding a limitation to ethical okay. egoism. so there's I mean, a limit to everything yeah. yeah imagine like i mean everyone has the right to pursue their own happiness right but within the limits of that social contract
2: and that's how we move forward yeah i guess you can pursue your happiness as long as it doesn't i guess take away from another person's happiness
3: which is a theory right
2: basically
1: yeah i think the social contract thing is just kind of i'm sorry you were pursuing your own happiness and we can't expect you to do anything else but it's just something that we have to do even if can't be morally justified
2: mm.
1: what are morals if we're all just on a rock <laughs> floating in space i mean it's just something we have to do for us all to elaborate successfully nihilism
3: so, though that is not right we'll get to that later. okay wait right now right, right now, now. Okay.
0: Let's
3: go oh at look at, at that so nihilism passed. weren't Please. you excited about this topic
0: I was excited about this topic. But someone else introduce it because okay, I have I'll a counterpoint later on. Okay.
2: So nihilism is the rejection of all religious and moral principles in the belief that life is meaningless. Okay.
1: Hmm. It's funny to be excited about nihilism. <laughs> You'll, see like why. A a You'll see why. Contradiction. Um, so basically as we strip away any sense of objective values and morals that we should all share it is easy to fall into the belief that nothing matters there are no moral principles yeah because there can't be if they're subjective so does that mean that life is just meaningless or maybe i mean the only counter i can really see is that the meaning of life is to pursue your own happiness (laughs) that would be the ethical egotism yeah yeah coming
3: back to that yeah um what is your uh, counterpoint so are you gonna to tell your... Well,
0: I can't make a counterpoint if there's no point
3: being made. Okay, you know, so what are your, no, You want, you want, want us to defend nihilism?
0: No, I want you to explore. What does nihilism mean in our society, though? Because I think...
3: Living for yourself. Like, no, completely n- yourself? no, 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 no it's, it's not that. That could be... That?
0: I, I would think living that for nihilism.
2: Nothing? I don't
0: know. Not living? <laughs> well, no. Like, if someone had a nihilistic purpose, like, point of view, okay. that would mean that they think that nothing has meaning okay. and... Like I mean, what's the point of even doing anything if mm. you think that's yeah, not
1: well, going to just anything, Lay in bed but... all day and yeah, and why we go to, to school? Uh, why? To do my computer that weird. would <laughs> this, quickly...
0: this sounds
3: like a thought in our brains every day, honestly. No, yeah.
0: <laughs> very quickly leads to something like depression. Honestly. Yeah, so,
1: yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. And an yeah. existential existential crisis, which I mean, that is something that many young people
3: suffer with. Yeah,
1: um, are facing, and it's. Yeah. In part, maybe because of all this cultural relativism and subjective
3: uh, views on morality. Do you think like all that has gotten too much that people get forced into nihilism? Like,
2: I I actually kind of think people are born into nihilism. Whenever you're born a baby, like your mindset, you you don't really know what life is. So therefore, it kind of is meaningless. But society and yourself kind of you create you create meaning yourself as you grow older I would
0: disagree personally because I mean I don't know I was just like thinking about like you know you were I don't know who was I think it was you who was saying that like a downside to being human is like that human intelligence right the thing is like I I feel that whenever we're born in you know we're like originally born as as like an animal I guess right we have the purpose to like survive eat like reproduce like any other animal would and we've created a society and sort of like removed ourselves from nature almost like we, yeah, we yeah. live in air-conditioned buildings yeah. and we drive cars to work we don't walk you know we get food from the supermarket and eventually that kind of separation i would, i feel like that removes a part of nature and it, it, it makes us ask ourselves like what's the point then if we're not like i mean we kind of moved on to a purpose that wasn't like okay our initial so, like okay. our initial purpose
3: is you move from no it. purpose to a purpose now that's what you're well, talking no,
0: about I, I would think it's the the other way honestly it's like you've kind of you, you remove yourself from that like okay that the environment almost so i would think that would cause nihilism okay. i
1: have
2: you oh and you can go ahead I was, well, gonna, I was gonna change the subject okay well i had one more thing to to okay. add um this belief that life is meaningless i don't it might be possible but it's very difficult looking at biologically Mm. because biologically whenever you're born like like you said your survival instincts um um you know how to how to live and how to ultimately biologically everyone is born to reproduce eventually biology
1: says the meaning of life is to reproduce procreate so
2: yeah oh really is that the definition of biology
1: I mean, that's how, from an evolutionary perspective,
2: So maybe that's the meaning of life. <laughs> <laughs> no, it yes. is. It's true, because like, no, that's, yeah. that, that's what it is it's at to the poppy. simplest but sense. But is that you enough think for people? That's no, but if my you, point. But if it's
0: like, you like what's your move yourself from
1: that? Your but if you think about it, every... Do you want to live to have sex with as many uh, women oh, as oh, you oh, can? have as many children?
2: If that was the meaning of life,
1: if that's how we live, then that's what the result would
2: be. You're not afraid of it? I'm afraid of it. You are no but, oh, okay. but the thing is, yeah. Um, if you think about it, every almost every impactful and meaningful thing we do in our life is to reproduce. Everything we go to school to get a <laughs> better education to provide for the family that right. we're going to reproduce. You know?
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a part of I, my brain hardwired to like, like yeah, exactly.
2: We're created. Children. We're created with meaning ourselves.
1: Well, yeah. I think I mean that is what. It's more so that we're trying to maximize our own happiness, and for most people, reproducing gives us that happiness. <laughs> yeah, but there's sure. other things in life that we do not for the purpose of yeah reproducing. Like, I mean, anytime you watch a TV show or go on vacation, I mean, even yeah, if you're already married really and previous. have kids and got a vasectomy, and your <laughs> <there's, laughs> your life doesn't end, <laughs> yeah. so. Uh,
2: but I think that I mean, kind of does though. No, you don't you lose those? You just that
0: happens. Dis- <laughs> <laughs> no, no,
2: no. But like, well, after, after, after biologically, you're not able to reproduce, you lose certain hormones and certain feelings of life, right? Old people, uh, they don't really that's get a very, very
1: tragic view of <laughs> the <laughs> world. <laughs> but I, I, we can maybe have a different episode on the meaning of life.
2: And that's um, actually
1: true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah so
0: whoa but before before you change the topic though here's my here's my counterpoint that i was so excited to drop finally like, well no, no no so i guess it's not really a theory but there, it, there's like a mentality okay. that has kind of developed in response to this feeling because it's been like i don't know it, it's definitely like prominent out there but have you guys ever heard of optimistic nihilism
3: not really <laughs> educate us
0: well it's like it's flipping it around so okay. imagine you're it's like you realize that nothing has a meaning. That we're floating on a rock in space, going at twenty million miles an hour, and when a universe that's going to die, and I mean, oh, once we're gone, nothing. Like Look at like the good right? side of it. Well, yeah, exactly. It's like it liberates you in mm. a way to do whatever you want, and that is the meaning of your life, at least. Which goes back into the, the egotism, like you. Were that saying makes earlier. sense. yeah. but at this point, it's like um, seeing. Like, the purpose of life is whatever you make it out to be, which mm-hmm. is how you can, like, optimism. You put the positive spin on <laughs> Yeah, things. I definitely
1: see that. Probably a, that's probably, that's definitely a better mindset than just
2: like an, nihilism. Nihilism. <laughs> nihilism. Yeah, nihilism, so I feel like, if you're, you're feeling a little, that way, then yeah. that's an option for it's you. It's like uh, escaping the simulation or the matrix. I, yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, I imagine it's like, you know, you realize certain things, you go down, and then it's like, wait, I can back do back. anything with this, and you go back.
3: Just like this is definitely 100% a broader topic. Like gaslighting
2: was- yourself into gaslighting. yeah,
0: gaslighting <laughs> yourself into believing that I mean yeah. everything
2: is happy and stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. okay, okay. Um, that's kind of sad actually.
1: Okay, <laughs> and so it works
2: to, if the person thinks that so,
3: you know it happy. does
1: still seem like we would like to be able to prove to a Nazi that they were wrong. wrong, and we would like to have ground our own beliefs and values in something that is universal and objective. So we will now start to look at some options for grounding morality in some sort of objective
3: Objective, basis. okay so now
2: we're going to go into the objective basis of morality starting off with utilitarian slash consequentialist and the definition of that is um a, a morality that is based on the principle of maximizing overall happiness and minimizing suffering um, actions are judged by their consequences, and the morally right choice is the one that brings the greatest good for the greatest number.
3: Mm, okay, so the majority, basically. Sure.
2: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, it it doesn't have to be the views of the majority. That'd be more cultural okay. relativism. This is whatever scientifically best. would bring about the best consequences.
3: That makes sense. Yeah. Wait, so,
2: what is the difference between utilitarian slash consequentialist? versus ethical egoism because they both seem like you're maximizing your own self-interest or happiness.
3: No, this one is for the greater good. Yeah, right.
1: So you shouldn't care about your self-interest at all. You're just one person in eight billion or whatever we're at right now. Well, you should be doing more for
0: like bank robbers or like the greatest people on the planet then. Why? Well, why? Because redistribution of wealth. It's like Robin Hood. To themselves.
2: Well, (laughs) yeah, but but think
0: about it. It's like they give them them money to the poor. No, no, but if they you think doing about it. it though, no, no, no if, if 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 you
2: think about it, bank robbers actually they're taking away a secure place that people put their money in and it grows mm. over time, you know. Yeah. So they're, they're taking that away. So oh, it's, what, it's what if you like
0: it? steal from the rich and give it to the poor, does that make you a good person? So it's stealing like, right or
2: wrong this? in this sense?
1: Yeah, that's what my that's my point. It like, like, depends. It all depends on the consequences. So we can go back to that objection. Um But let's sit in the pros of this for a bit longer because this is... Is this communism? (laughs) It can be. So this is what lots of people turn to after, for an objective basis of morality that isn't rooted in something like religion. So instead of saying you should maximize the good for yourself, you should maximize the good for everyone else. So... That sounds basically philosophically reasoning about this happiness. It takes the premise that happiness is our ultimate end goal and basically the meaning of life. So that means that we should maximize that for everyone. That would be the greatest good. Um,
3: but what if I don't want to do that, honestly? <laughs>
1: no, no, no. You have to. Yeah. I have to do you that. Have have to
3: do this this so, says that you
0: have to. Oh, shit. The other part it. of
3: this is we should make
1: our moral decisions from a benevolent, disinterested spectator. So you're okay. taking your own interest completely out of it, only looking at the consequences. Ooh, that's an interesting one. But what do you mean by the consequences? though? Okay, that's another objection. So we have <laughs> this principle of utility, which is the happiness that we're trying to maximize. But there's a lot of questions that come up with what is the, how do we define the utility that we're maximizing? What is happiness like? Should we build a society where everyone lives in vats of goo and are injected with drugs that make them hallucinate perfectly happy all the time? Not even the Matrix. is more like Brave New World or The Giver where they can't experience any suffering at all. Mm. Um, It's not clear that we have an idea of happiness. There's also the idea of Lower goods and higher goods. Like, how do we quantify happiness in a way that we can compare the happiness you get from reading poetry versus the happiness you get from getting drunk on the Friday. And like a
2: Friday? Like a roller coaster type of thing.
1: Or a roller coaster. Should we put everyone constantly on roller coasters? <laughs> I don't know. So that's one objection.
2: Like, different types of happiness?
1: Because the idea of this is that you're doing some sort of calculus with happiness to try and sum up everyone's happiness and do the math to find whatever actions What's
3: will the best possible for way? the greatest good. So basically the one with the most positive out- outcomes and not the and you know least negative effects basically.
1: The other idea is what about an inequality and in happiness? So say you could have 10 people with happiness level one and then one person with happiness level 30 and then versus um 10 people with happiness
2: level three then then no one with level 30
1: no every so it's equality versus inequality but the average happiness in one society is higher than the average happiness of the society where everyone's equal so which one do we prefer but it's hard to say honestly well is it total happiness or is it average happiness or is it also should we prioritize increasing our population so that more people can experience that happiness or should we say how it is should we maximize happiness among the people that already exist
0: well right now i would imagine that if we attach happiness to like a profit motive, and that's how we're thinking about things, and thus distributed unequally. But like, if you, happiness as utility is independent for each person, so there's a bit of a there's a bit of a divide there in how you define happiness for utilitarian, utilitarianism.
2: Why? What, what, what if there's a way where you could instead of giving people happiness, <laughs> you give them a tool that allows them to be happy?
1: Whoa! You teach the fishermen to fish if that require the only thing that matters is if it ends up with more happiness overall in the end but so
2: isn't it better than giving someone giving a society happiness giving them the choice of happiness but then how What's would better?
0: you how would you give someone happiness i force you to be happy <laughs> i don't know you said drugs or something i don't know I that. <laughs> oh, no.
2: that's what you said not me um
1: yeah. right so i mean we could say that we want to Just maximize well-being in general, and maybe happiness is not the same as well-being. And someone that is living in a vat is not achieving the higher order of happiness that comes from like achieving your goals and stuff like that. And we should try to maximize that sort of happiness.
3: I mean, I think the problem is different people have different, uh, you know, visions for happiness. Like different stuff gives different people happiness. So it's hard to um, choose one specific thing and tell everybody else like to follow everyone through. Everyone likes it. receiving
0: presents. Everyone likes- yeah. It's like clear, the love so language. Okay, okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's like
3: physical touch
2: would make you happy or giving gifts, <laughs> <laughs> or words of hap- affirmation. Mean, what maybe, is the love language? The
0: What's your love language? Mine's no, actually, actually
2: uh, quality time, and um, <laughs> I feel like
0: mine
3: is system. quality time too. Mine Mine's anyway, probably both of those as well. Hey, what's yours, Carson? What, what about robot. What are that? you programmed actually. to? What language are you? No, his is probably researching. That's what is. I mean, love languages, yeah, yeah. honestly. So,
0: internet scrolling, Python, Python, Java. Are you a Java kind of guy?
1: This does not have to do with what <laughs> we're talking
0: about. <laughs> uh, I think it's it's fine.
2: okay.
3: It's a flip side. He flipped.
1: So we've done a couple of different cons. We said. The principle of utility is hard to to quantify happiness. Everyone has a different definition of happiness. Yeah. So it's hard to make that the case. But there's even more cons. There's lots of cons for utilitarianism. I was hoping y'all would be more um, happy with that as a philosophy. I mean... more rah-rah
3: utilitarianism.
0: No, utilitarianism is my best best friend. No, it's good. It's
3: good good because I feel like it gives a way for people to come together and go under a certain, um, what's it called? Make charges together. I I think that's what's good about it. I'm telling you right now, it's the only... Right, yeah, it's the only way...
1: To get an objective basis for morality that doesn't involve religion it seems there's one other that we'll talk about
3: yeah yeah no 100 i agree with that yeah
1: so we gotta defend it as best we can basically mm-hmm.
3: um i mean obviously like i said um a
1: secular definition of happiness that we can all, or morality that we can all agree on this is what this offers so yeah I mean, it would be great if we could make it work <laughs> if i was growing I mean,
0: watermelons i don't want to give a watermelon to everyone you know I feel like that would be like everyone
1: gets a slice so you have to give watermelons to everyone
2: yeah do you I, want to give watermelons to everyone? i mean you can't eat them all yourself so yeah <clears> but you could
0: i could but the thing habits. is it would make me happier according to this definition to give everyone watermelons but then does that no, come at it my would own expense like, what if, overall yeah. happiness yeah but does that come at
1: my own expense though it What does, if because I you don't run have... out of food because i don't have any more watermelons
0: it doesn't to eat? matter that's the con
1: it does yeah so it the collective, the individual means nothing in this yeah. scenario. It's all about what is best for the collective. So that's kind of Western society is not really based on that idea. It's based on
3: giving basically
1: really a religious idea that people are made in the image of God. And that's where individual rights come from. But now one issue is utilitarianism can often crop up against individual rights because stuff like limiting free speech, limiting people's privacy, that may be better off for the- Society as a whole. As a whole, if we have the government constantly scanning people's phones for terrorism or um, depression or any sort of- um, Mental health issues, maybe. Right, that might indicate that they're going to-
3: Do something, Do something
1: wrong in the future, like- Prevent it. That might maximize- the utility overall for society but don't we care about ourselves
3: (laughs) yeah i mean we've seen like even the movies where like um is fahrenheit one of those Uh, yeah where they burn all the books yeah basically like the government just tells you that this is what's right and you follow that because it's helps maybe grow the population helps people be sustained there's no unequal i mean unequal no, well
0: but that's different like how do things. you act on or how do you build a society on an idea of utilitarianism like how does that fit in like say like you were saying the government does this and like we say let's say we have a tyrannical government that like has the ability to like control these things so are we saying that like they don't they can treat like society as a whole but yet the individual doesn't matter so then, the collective I think that's decisions. what it is. That's yeah. So is. the collective decisions will always like outweigh individual. Outweigh,
3: yeah. I mean, right. If it benefit that uh, the mindset is that if it benefits the society as a whole, you've got to do it. That's that's kind of what it is. But can you see that functioning in a, like a modern world? No, type? because we we are not doing it. That's what the problem. is it does is. though.
2: It's it, it does. You think so? Yeah. Like uh, communist places, they do that.
1: And how's that going for them? Yeah. <laughs> Go well, but that, from uh, our like perspective, it's not going really well, well. But from well, their perspective, from it could
2: a, be. It's the I same mean, thing. I like, China is doing fine
1: objective measure. <laughs> China is doing
0: fine in like the coast, but like go go further in the country, you bad. Also,
1: save communism versus capitalism, or whatever Or like maybe, maybe that's, that's also a democracy topic. versus authoritarianism. The, the, we can save that for another. Topic. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: But, but like whenever I was talking about giving people the right, the the something. Like the the choice of being happy, or giving them something, and then they use that for happiness. That's pretty much capitalism. It's kind of like uh, yeah. giving people, you know, it's like giving people money, and then they they have the right to do whatever they want with that money.
3: Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I guess we should just move on to the cons like, then. Yeah, yeah. Lay it down. on the capacity. Why
0: isn't our ideal scenario working
3: for us?
1: The cons of utilitarianism?
3: Yeah, of course. We've been doing that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I guess yeah, we've been yeah, mixing yeah, it yeah. in. Is that, that it. it? We've been mixing it I think that might uh, be it, yeah. So,
1: I mean, there's more. All right, let's... We can bring it to the trolley problem. So... Oh, This yeah. is yeah. our... Um, poster. New poster here. <laughs> yeah, if you're, if you're YouTube, screen, on Spotify. We keep forgetting so, the There's a trolley barreling at top speed down a track. And there's five poor, yep. innocent souls strapped to the track. The trolley's about to run them over and kill them. But okay. you are right nearby and there's a switch that you see. You could run to that switch and switch the track to go off to a different direction. But then on that side, there's one person tied to the track. Mm. So if you do nothing, it'll kill five people. If you switch the tracks, you would be in essence murdering one person. So the utilitarianist would say, let's I mean, obviously, we want to kill less people to maximize overall happiness. Who cares about the guy on the side? Tough luck uh he gets to be run over
3: so so I guess the original course of action is that that dude would have been safe, and now you're you know changing you're the one him, causing his death causing his death right so what do y'all think about the trolley problem <laughs> it's It's hard to say because I feel like one part of my brain is like or just part of me is saying that. I have to flip it so I can save four more uh, four more people. The other part of me is saying that maybe I don't even interfere with this. It's not my problem. That's the thing. That's the other part. So it's it's kind of conflicting because I don't want to be blamed for s- flipping that and one person getting killed. But it could also be a good thing that I save four more people. But right, that's the it's, dilemma. It's hard. It's well, yeah, it hard. It's a
0: debunked <laughs> utilitarianism because you're considering yourself in the equation right so i
1: guess that is but true i was say most people do say that they would rather save five lives
3: yeah then i think an end, end wow. goal would be that that's what people would end up doing is flipping it do you have something you want to say about trolley because
1: mm. i'm gonna flip it you're gonna <laughs> flip it or change it i oh well i would also flip it i suppose oh. uh, i
0: guess uh, i want to are we flipping into the next one? I mean, what what, no, what is the actual problem with the problem? I feel like it's really... A, it's an easy it's one? It's an easy decision. Easy. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. So let's say you are a surgeon and you have five patients. Okay. One needs a kidney. Another one needs a kidney. Another one needs a heart. Another one needs a liver. Yeah. You know this guy in your neighborhood. He has no friends, no family. He's a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't miss him. Okay, <laughs> should you kill that guy, harvest his organs, and save the lives of the five other people? Would that be morally right?
3: I'd look the for f- transplants, wait, actually.
1: That,
0: but yeah, the fact <laughs> that he has the same the compatibility option. is statistically no, he,
3: right. no,
1: In this case, he miraculously does. <coughs> what? He's also your patient. You checked all the the blood types. He's also a patient works. there, or is he just randomly? Well, that because you know his blood type. So okay. That's a bit different, though. It is a bit different. Would it actually kill you, someone? Yeah, or I don't. Think that's the same as the trolley problem. It's just a different scenario. Yeah, I mean,
0: imagine this no, but... No, uh, I mean, but the, are the other people are going to
2: die. Yes, I guess it's just like the trolley role. problem. Yeah, it's just the same thing, right? But it's it's not really a matter of obviously if you were given the option of oh, um, kill one person and save five people, or save one person. Or kill five people, mathematically. But
0: you're not killing five people if you're a surgeon.
2: I mean, no. like... Well, it, you kind of are not. because you have the you you kind of have the option to save them. So yeah, it's not, not, killing, you're not killing. You're not them, killing. You're not
1: killing. It's just saving lives.
2: It, it's similar, though. I mean, to to a certain degree, it's similar. If you have if you kind of have the option of saving someone's life and you don't do it, then you're gonna have the guilt. But in this case, it's like okay, it, from those from those options, you would choose the kill one person and um save the five people logically but it's um, i think the the thing but it's is, like if you have the right mm. to actually make the decision okay.
1: i mean it is a hypothetical but that is the concession that you have to make if you're a utilitarianist unless you want to you can go down the route of being a rule-based utilitarian yes. which is kind of a um counter to this objection people realize that there's all sorts of um places where this sort of mindset would break our intuitions in order to propose a solution to this people go to rule-based utilitarianism which says that whatever action you take if you universalize that as a rule that everyone followed would that have better or worse consequences so now you're not just looking at the short term as an act-by-act basis you're thinking about long-term if we set the precedent that we can kill innocent people to take their organs and um, give them to people who are about to die. Then everyone's going to live in fear of being kidnapped from their homes and used, forced to be an organ donor, and that might have long-term, worse consequences than saving or letting these five people die.
3: Yeah, that I kind of I, um... that's that's the problem with that. I guess the. Mm, that mindset is
2: there was just one example um i was searching it up i learned it in like in my business class like last semester um have you guys um do you guys know about like the it wasn't it wasn't batman but um pretty much it's um alfred asks um what's his name the batman guy bruce wayne he uh he asks him the, this philosophical question about would you if there was a bandit who was um, terrorizing a village, right? Or a forest or something like that. Okay. If he was in the forest, would you burn down the entire forest to to catch the bandit? Or would you preserve the forest and let the bandit go? I think that's like a similar question to what you're trying to say.
1: Yeah. And I, I think, think that was it. another one that uses Batman. It, Batman says he will never kill people. That's his moral principle that he sticks to. Mm. But... The Joker, he's always terrorizing so many people, he gets caught by Batman every time and then he goes to jail, but Batman knows he's inevitably going to escape because he's done it five times before. So, Mm. why can't Batman just make an exception this time to his moral rule to kill the Joker? So, that's where rule-based utilitarianism falls short, and also, this is called deontological ethics as a broad category, which... Is the um, idea that rules and principles should be followed, uh, irrespective of the consequences for morality? So, like, it's never okay to kill someone, it's never okay to lie, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's never okay to kill an innocent person that gets you out of the organ donor problem, yeah, which you may your intuition tells you it's wrong to kill that person, and take their organs, but it also. Gives you a different answer to the trolley problem because now it's you have to just let the trolley go and kill those five people
0: well i mean it's the same case in both scenarios. though it's like you let the people die in both cases
1: yeah it's well, supposed yeah. to be your intuition though for the trolley problem is to kill the five people and your intuition for the organ donor is to let the people die versus violating the autonomy of this
3: i think it's because the ethics for the different <coughs> di- differentiates like a surgeon's ethics versus a random person who's uh, on the street trying to save like sees the train going right i think that's what's different yeah um, like i've seen it that's in what maybe shows. changes
1: our intuition but
3: um but I mean, we already do that in, in organ donning, donor stuff so like yeah. we have a system right like who who would goes to first like the 80 year old or the 20 year old like we already end up choosing who matters more in that kind of scenario. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's kind of a consequentialist. It is view. what it, it is a problem, but it is what it is. I mean, obviously, that's where you look at who has more life to live and stuff. Yeah. That's what it is. Well,
2: yeah, I think there's another scenario with the trolley problem where I think there was, um, was it five old man and then one baby on the other trolley yeah i think it was that one there's really?
1: yeah really? infinite configurations Possibilities, yeah. um one that i like is five people versus your mother on the other side
3: saying my mom well
1: that's not what the utilitarian would say tough luck for the utilitarian honestly <laughs> <laughs> i'm saying my mom so that means that you're can't hold a utilitarianism as your objective morality yeah i don't
3: think i can okay it's it's what quite do you simple think about
1: that julian so that kind of makes you more of an egotist
3: yeah it, it might might honestly okay. it's like it's more emotional like human beings are more emotional they're going to save themselves and their families other than saving somebody else like i'm not that big enough enough a person to be like I'm would you sacrifice. say that you're a
1: bad person for doing that
3: if they think that, honestly, uh, they can think no, that. but
1: like based on if we all held utilitarian beliefs, mm. they would all judge you and say you're a bad person. You might say, "I made it." I mean, yeah, I did a bad that was morally wrong of me to do, but I did it
3: anyway. What if what it's, if it's morally but, right for me? That's what. No, the problem no, but what if? Is. So it's subjective. But, but not yeah, if you think about it. So,
2: um, what if your mom would have rather heard? die yeah. and save five people because from her point of view that's how sacrifice that's, how, yeah, that's yeah. how people would rather so what if what if you knew beforehand that your mom um would have rather still killed her. herself? it shouldn't than,
3: matter though for i'm still saving but it's funny um, in this tv show that i watch this happens like the person's drowning the boyfriend comes in and she tells the person to save her brother first instead of her but he saves her because he loves her more obviously right it's the boyfriend so i think that's what the similar thing is and they have all the problems with that because she's like i already told you beforehand to save my brother but you saved me instead but he's like i i'm i love you not the brother you know what i mean was this the office no
0: (laughs) wait what show is this
3: (laughs) vampire oh Oh, all right thank you for watching (laughs) <laughs> and with that, um... I think we can move on to the next topic. Honestly, yes. but okay. this is what interested me the most. This one is the what kench? Sh- I don't know what to say kench oh, ethics. Yeah, that was the rule-based one. Okay, I guess yeah. That's so what this whole thing thing was. That? Yeah, I just wanted to say uh, to end it off. And I think it, I think we can all agree. It just depends on the situation and the timings. I think that's what it comes towards. Like yeah. different situations can warrant different. One theory does not things hold for everyone. Every single point of your life. Exactly, yeah. So, that, I mean, that's what it is. Different Whoa. situations and different people, it, it's different stuff, right? That's what it basically is. Okay. So, right now, we're
1: all, it seems like we're leaning towards it has to be subjective. Yeah. So, there's one more um, that's worth going over that probably a lot of our the biggest one is honestly. waiting for us to be bringing into the conversation,
3: which is Save the best so. for last, huh?
1: So... The other option, it seems like, since none of y'all like utilitarianism, this is the only option to ground our morality in something that is objective, and that's that um, our morality is given to us, or we get it from divine law. So the creator of the universe, God, he has defined good and evil. He judges us all based on his definition of good and evil. And since he's a timeless, infinite, omniscient being, he is the definition of good. And that's what we base our
3: morality on. I think that just depends on if he exists or not though. Right?
1: Right. So that's one problem.
3: Yeah.
0: But every culture has their own version of this. So it doesn't matter if God exists, but it's just the act of leaving it up to some well, person. no, the act of practicing it is giving a basis of morality. Regardless of whether it is founded or not.
3: Okay.
0: I think that's the, that's the issue more or less. Yes, we could talk. That's a different conversation when you no, were hearing us towards.
3: No, I'm saying like, no, 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 it makes sense. That's, it's part of this because you, you're trying to take yourself like all the guilt or all the stuff from you and putting it on somebody else that's not in the equation, right? That's basically what it is. Living it up to God per se to dictate what you do,
1: right? Well, it's, specifically about basing your own morality on his teachings so what is said in the bible per se Mm -hmm. in the Quran, torah
3: etc um yeah but but then if something bad happens because of that you could just say i was just following what god was saying right that's what the like it takes you it, it takes the guilt out from you because um you have something to lean back on like Supporting you, or like you know, I or like yeah
2: something, or are you saying, like, oh, like, um, <clears throat> like a, a family member died tragically, but um, like God wanted it to be that way, and there's there's a reason for exactly,
3: that. yeah. You're, you're giving yourself, like, uh, I don't know if it, there's like a word a support, support, yeah. support system, a self support system, um, uh, in, in order to not you know derail yourself, you need something to have hope for you. I think that's what it is. Right. So let's think about
1: specific cons um, and try and debunk them. So pros is it's clear moral code. It it gives you exact guidelines, sense of structure. Yeah. And it also gives you a external motivation for good behavior, like um, in Christianity or well, certain religions. Your actions depend on or impact. Your how the rest of your eternal life is going to be so, um, go to heaven or reincarnation right. or something okay. like that. Yeah. So now, I mean, those are basically all the pros, pretty good pros. But cons, there's also, there's a lot of them. So religious pluralism is the idea that we're all we all have different religions. So does isn't this just as subjective as um, something like cultural relativism? i I think
3: it kind of goes hand in hand a little bit
1: so and then the objection to that is just like a christian might say all the other people in the world that aren't christians are just wrong that doesn't make my morals subjective that just makes them wrong about what Mm. they think is the objective truth
3: um yeah i mean that's the problem uh a couple
1: more problems you can't meaningfully compare the ethics of two religions so say the nazis had invented their own religion that said that the jews were evil etc cetera, etc cetera. then how do you go to them and tell them they're wrong it's still hard to prove that morality that their
3: religion is
1: wrong or something yeah the only way to do it is to convert everyone to your morality or your religious beliefs so that they share your morality
3: yeah um i guess that's why people try converting people to their because
1: if religion, religion is the only basis for morality then you can't use that in order to prove someone else you're like christianity is the best religion because it has the best morals then um, how are you saying that has the best morals it's like a circular logic because you're um, only basing your morality
3: in religion itself so it's just a- bias I guess like you kind of only know that it goes back to what we talked about before like you've grown up on it that's what you believe in like unless someone else tried to educate you about it and you try to um you know your mindset is that you want to actually try and engage in that and see compare and contrast the stuff you're just going to be stuck in what you believe in it's not much we can do about it honestly and then so is it
1: do you think religion is a bad definition of morality should we try to steer people away from that because a lot of people atheists in particular of course would say we should keep religion as far away from morality as we can Mm. because if you look at its track record it seems like it's consistently standing in the way of moral progress Mm. it was used to justify slavery Um, if you believe in gay rights animal rights trans rights all these things if you look at the religious text itself it seems like you have to take a different perspective than you might feel like you want to intuitively (laughs)
2: that's a that's a heavy question that is
1: a very loaded question so is religious so that would make it seem like religion is a bad source of morality
3: because it's conflicting
0: Uh, oh it's subjective isn't it I mean if that's where you get your morality from yeah
3: I think personally um
2: see that's what we're trying to get away from personally
3: so
1: I can continue to drive home this point. Um, it is true that in the Bible it says you should love others as you would yourself. And that's the greatest commandment except for loving God with all your heart. Um, it's Matthew 22, 37. But there's also verses in the Bible or the previous verse covers a lot of morality by itself. But you also have verses like Peter 2:18 which seems to justify slavery saying slaves in reverent fear of God submit yourselves to your masters not only to those who are good and considerate but also to those who are harsh.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then in Islam in the Quran uh, chapter 9 verse 111 guarantees ascension to sexual paradise Well you'll have 72 versions if you die in service to Allah. That seems like a very bad belief that we should try to steer people away Virgins from. Virgins is
2: not what you think it is. it's de- another definition.
1: Okay, and mean... so Christians and um, Islamic apologeticists will defend these verses and try to oh, contextualize I them. Right. I just did that, oh my god. And Christians will say um, slavery is actually referring to bond slaves which are indebted to their masters, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But... Um, in the Old Testament and throughout all of the Quran, and I'm sure in most religious texts, you can find these verses where that seem pretty questionable. So that goes back to: Do we want to base our morality on this? Because you have to take the entire text, basically, if you believe it's
3: the word of God. Mm. Maybe the simple answer could be that times have changed. Maybe that's what people believed in. Well, yeah, but before. you have to you
0: have to consider that people believe these things to be. A um, like something that transcends time, like for instance, Mm. people that believe that, um, like that the Bible or the Quran, especially, comes from God. Like it is God itself.
2: It's it's like timeless. It is
0: exactly so. You it's meant
2: to it's meant to to go through time. And in any circumstance, you could go um, back to the Bible or the Torah or the Quran or the I don't know Hindu scriptures or whatever. Um, the and the answer will be there because that's how, that's the message that God or gods have given you. I mean, whatever. yeah, we've so. we've
3: had this argument with non-religious stuff as well. Like, for example, in our first episode, we talked about the Constitution, right? Obviously, and the time, well, right? Yes, so it's people much...
0: interpret it differently, exactly. And that's why we have people like even just theological yeah. scholars interpreting these things today. But that doesn't change the fact that whenever you have someone believing. And getting morality from religious texts, the different, the times changing isn't going to change their perceptions. Yeah. On like, you can't expect.
3: But that's the, the problem. The basis right? of their morality is a to change. That is a con, though, exactly.
1: Because our morality becomes like stagnant, and gets, there's no growth. Right. Yeah. So but, new well, no, that, that might be a
0: pro to people who are religious though, because there's always that moral basis that never changes. That is always good yeah so be. that is another way like it may be a con to people who th- have those other opinions but to these yeah. people
1: that's one of the biggest pros
0: that's what
3: it. i was gonna say before it's just I. what i th- yeah, yeah, yeah you just basically if there like-
1: was if you believed in a higher power that um commanded you to do certain things morally would you feel bad about making that would mean we can't make Claims about morality without an ultimate authority dictating what's right and wrongs. Some people like to say, "Who's? Why do I need a god to tell me that murder is bad?" That should just be. Something I know that we myself. Believe, or yeah. and it seems kind of like patronizing and disheartening that people
3: need an authority figure telling them how to act. I mean, I agree, but uh, it's just hard for different examples, right? Um something that itself is not simple but pe- like I said people want to put themselves out of the equation so they try to defend that with a higher being so it doesn't end up their fault I think that's what it comes down to yeah, I
2: wouldn't I would say necessarily that. agree with I that, say that
3: yeah. yeah I I think that's what it is honestly I don't, th- I don't
2: think people go into religion um as like an a, a way to escape their own doings
3: I, I, I think a big part of it. I personally do think a big part of it is. Well, I don't think that that's the reason be wrong.
2: people go into it. There might be specific instances, but I'm not sure.
3: No, I think that could be a reason because um, what if like you did something wrong and you wanna you want to cleanse that or something, and then you take up religion and try to you know make yourself good in their religion or something.
0: That's a different. A lot of people you're do talking that. Talking about morality, though. Right?
3: No, that's what I'm saying. In order to cleanse yourself from the whatever immoral thing you did. You take up religion and you adhere to their rules and like okay, if I do this, maybe I get into heaven. If I do this, you know, I yeah, don't. Yeah, that's kind to, of a, right? more of a psychology thing, like what draws people to religion. Yeah, yeah, so but you're
0: you're saying you're adopting less a, like moral code that comes from religion. Yeah, in order to like make the choices for yourself.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. I think
0: basis for your. I think your people being. do do that.
2: Yeah, yeah, I and mean, that's in in your scenario if you think about it right people who do something bad yeah okay and then they go into religion to cleanse themselves but but to be honest they're not really going to cleanse themselves because if you do get into the religion then you're going to you're going to even realize even more that what you did is worse because in in religion the actions that you do that are bad eventually leads to negative consequences like hell or any other sort of beliefs so people who actually you know they do something bad go into religion the consequence they're facing kind of comes them into their own face because now they have that realization, okay, maybe I'm going to hell. Okay. But maybe in your sense, you're thinking about they're escaping their consequences of like in re- in real life, like right then and there, they're escaping. I
3: think it's both. Like, it for example, both, yeah. if, you, if you go to the church and you're... Um, uh, I, I don't exactly know how it works, but if you're confessing your sins, what, uh, do you guys... Have any idea what what that is to explain it better? Like, um, why do people do that? Um, Impunity.
1: I mean, yeah, it depends on exactly what sect and what religion right. specifically. Um, I mean, the idea of atoning for your sins is to make amends and then you can be forgiven by God. Whatsoever. Exactly.
3: So that's what i was getting at is there's obviously a lot of people who do go into religion to justify um or take out their moral code and you know leave it up to somebody else kind of so people
1: that's a counter argument to saying people don't want to be dictated what they can and cannot do yep. by an authority yep. but also some people enjoy that part of it exactly yeah, okay. yeah that makes sense. so i think to close off religion people use the we've kind of it seems like decided that religion is the only way to have objective morality. And Wait, who decided nah. that? I don't know I who decided, decided that. that. <laughs> so y'all think utilitarianism is the,
3: no. the best? No, no,
0: no, 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 Let's Let's get one thing clear, buddy. So,
1: <clears throat> All right, we can start summarizing. Yeah, so <clears throat> objective versus subjective. What do y'all think? And, I I think and, there needs to
3: be a mix of all of this. That's what the problem is. Yeah, it's not. You don't have
2: the choice.
1: Though. If there's any subjective... How? part of it then it's all subjective so keep yeah, that yeah. into it okay. then you guys are you guys are pro subjective. we went through all the theories yeah um the ones for objective that we have are utilitarianism rule-based utilitarianism or Kantian ethics which is only acting according to a maxim that is always universally true um and then there's religious so okay
0: can i some try to answer your question okay with, yeah. with an answer yeah, yeah so um like we're talking about morals we develop moral codes and in the real world like um those also become reflected in our, like you can look at our laws and and our countries how we run things and that reflects our moral values right Every country, every people has different laws and different things that are okay for each country, and we consider those to be correct for those people because that that's what works for them, right? Okay. So, by saying that, and everyone has a different religion, there are many religions that <laughs> okay. exist, right? And sounds
1: like you're saying that it's all subjective.
0: So. That is, yeah. So, that being the case, I mean, are you going to be the sole arbiter to say that one exact? way of living is right when so many people are doing so many different things they are based by their backgrounds they are both motivated by a personal but also like a um like a need to do good so okay, there's so no as well like you don't think morality have, is objective at all i'm saying morality is influenced by like how we interact with the world around us how you know the, how we grow up and that is all subjective okay, yes so but <laughs> but there are like i mean i think we can agree that there are definitely some objective truths that are ingrained in our in like our like our heads and our like dna almost like the um like the the instinct of a mother with a child for instance right
1: or and like not to kill people your basis for telling someone who kills someone else that they're wrong The basis, um, (laughs) is that, that, uh, evolutionary, you say you are kept making an argument for subjective morality, but you're trying to have the best of both worlds and saying that some parts are objective.
0: I'm saying there are some, but they come from uh,
1: evolution. So you're really just basing it on the however we evolve to be the best of our society so would you say <laughs> it's like a consensus based thing no
0: well it's not really a consensus people don't that's like the most interesting thing about people is that like people don't agree on these things like they don't like go and have town meetings of how do we like be moral but if you look at the aggregate people tend to act a certain way and they moved as like a cohesive unit and that and mm-hmm. like just like at a macro level, right? And it's 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 like just one organism,
1: honestly. So
0: it's like that. There's no. So can
1: we use that as a basis for judging right and wrong objectively?
0: Well, it's like the social relativism. I mean,
1: you, so you that can. was a subject subjective. Yeah, it is okay, subjective.
0: So,
1: so you are saying that there's no objective morality? I'm saying that <laughs> morality itself is. Like, what if there's some culture that doesn't believe that mothers should take care of their children, even though in other cultures they do. Well, can I'm you tell sure them that's that it's saying. Wrong? It's
0: like, I'm, yeah, I would say that that is like if a child is just cast out into the street because, I don't know. The mom doesn't want to take care of Sure, then I would. Ba-
1: you tell them it's wrong based on what? Based I, on got pick. the
0: human condition.
1: It's your responsibility, I guess. It's just human. Still. Like, I don't know. I feel like
0: there's You've just gotta pick a philosophy that, that we no, have no. here. I don't I think don't you have to. to. I These don't are have the to. best explanations that's my point. It's all subjective. So I, I,
3: th- that, I think that's what we better. are here. I just want you to
1: stop saying that it's subjective and also subjective. That can't be true. I just want you to admit no, that it can morality be true. is subjective.
0: It can be, because I'm saying that a lot of the social norms in which we live, because you're you're you're, you're, you're you are you can not really bait it, like social norms down change throughout
1: that. every society, like you said. Yeah. So they, but have they to revolve be subjective.
0: around certain universal truths.
1: They're not universal, though. Name a universal truth. I mean, I would just think that killing people is bad.
0: Like, I'm just saying okay, that's like... What if there's human. a
1: society that believes that they'll go straight to heaven with 72 virgins if they kill somebody? Are they wrong? <laughs> I mean, I would say so. Based on what? Human condition. What is the human condition? It's just being human. What about being a human? I mean, would you kill someone...
2: <laughs> like, uh, just
0: yeah, your psyche, right? convince me that
1: i shouldn't kill someone oh well then oh, well in, in that
0: one i'm
2: pretty sure it's killing someone it, in war not, not just killing someone yeah i think so, you're, you're changing it's not just the argument a little just, bit let's invent
1: i mean it's a new religion it, it doesn't matter i it, don't like Carsonism. okay but why prove that i'm wrong morally you, you just, can't just say the human condition because the human if... condition changes for every society
0: no, well, that's that's different though, because we're all human,
1: <laughs> but we all act differently. All right, I can't get him to admit that he's has some so
2: basis. I I think it's, no. I agree. Right, that let's let's I give have some other people basis. some time. I, but
1: so it's not objective. It's a, if you if it's subjective, it cannot I, be objective. It's so a there's binary a decision. Subjective revolves around objective. So the moral argument for the existence of God to close off religion and the rest of the podcast is the also called the argument from morality it says all people have an intrinsic sense of what is right and wrong child abuse terrorism racial discrimination we're all intrinsically aware that these things are wrong and we think it's just as unacceptable for someone to say it's morally okay to rape children as it is to say two plus two equals five also animals have no more obligations to each other when a cat kills a mouse, then we don't say that the cat is murdering the mouse or doing any sort of moral wrong, but we all feel like that's definitely not the case with humans. So given that we have this sense that morality is objective, and there are certain objective truths that exist in morality, and since we had such a hard time defining a basis of that in utilitarianism or other seemingly objective means, then the only explanation for our intuition, and not just our intuition, the truth of any sort of moral claims, if we believe them to be true, the only explanation is that God exists. So the argument goes, because there's objective morality, and because we can't have that without God, therefore God exists so
3: so if it's objective god exists if it's subjective god doesn't exist
1: um it's not a either or thing it's if it's ob- objective god has to exist if it's not objective then the argument the premise is flawed so you all you can say is that or it just makes the argument invalid okay doesn't square mean that god is doesn't exist
0: them, square.
1: <laughs> so All right, let's finish up by talking about, specifically, is morality objective or subjective, like we said, and I guess what sort of moral philosophies resonate with you the most? What should we base our societies around? So, Julian, you can go first. Um, And also answer the moral argument.
0: Answer the moral (laughs) argument. Hmm.
2: But wouldn't uh
0: That's a take a while to All process right, we'll this to argument
2: your, time to think who's saying Well it's just a question because um in reality, whenever we say God is objective, which god are we talking about?
1: Yeah, because that is subjective. A god. Or mainly like an Abrahamic sort of monotheistic god. Yeah, like but which Christianity, one of those is Islam um, but it,
2: that that is subjective as well, so I'm not sure. Yeah, it's just a god. Okay, the idea of a god. Or
1: something. Yes, because both of those all Abrahamic gods have the idea that the god is the ultimate good. So that's the only way you can get an objective good is if you have an authority saying this is what is good.
0: Yeah, but the idea of an objective good is built upon the idea that there is a god. So. It's kind of like a circular right. so logic, isn't have, it?
1: But you can't say that there's an objective good without saying that um, God exists.
0: Yeah, I think I'd have to turn to Buddhist philosophy. Funny enough, <laughs> because in um, in Buddhist philosophy, everything is impermanent, and there's no creator God, but there is um, there is like a cycle of existence in the very like point of existence, or yeah, well, the point of like the path, right, is to escape that existence and ultimately find like like just escape from that that uh vicious cycle of life and rebirth, but there's no like there's no ultimate good, there is just escape from that like forming and reforming of life, right? So I I that's why I'm thinking it's like that that whole argument of everything has to be based upon this objective good. It's it's a very like almost narrow-minded perspective because that's how sometimes we can like view um like view it from you know from our per- our perspective obviously but there's different ways of viewing about this and i think that um talking to other people with different different views different backgrounds is honestly one of the coolest things because you can see how other people try solving this question there's no one answer obviously but that's the beautiful thing about it is that everyone has a different like. You know way to fit the puzzle together with the same pieces
1: so you're saying the premise that objective moral values and duties exist is wrong because morality is just subjective and that's okay and that could that's a good thing also is what you're saying or it can be a good thing we should treat it as such yeah sure
0: i mean okay yeah all right pre (laughs) you're
3: a little closer but I am a little closer. Um, Yeah, I think I would say the same thing. I think um, it is subjective. Um, I guess we are gonna end up on that no matter how long we talk about this. Um, So yeah, I think it is subjective that people believe in different things, people believe in different morals, and uh, um, at the end of the day, uh, it's their own choices. That's where I ended up on, to be honest
2: all right
3: i think it's objective
2: objective Mm
3: -hmm. explanations on what um
2: based on in the sense that there's like a higher being that knows all and um knows what's best um and if you follow whatever that higher being is then whatever you want to happen, will happen sort of thing, in a way.
1: Do you think that that's the only explanation for objective
2: morality that's possible? What's the other one?
1: Utilitarianism, maximizing the greatest good for the greatest amount of people at the expense of individual rights and your mom, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Or Kantian ethics, which is a set of rules and principles that you always live by if it if you want other people basically stealing is wrong because if we universalize that rule then people would be stealing from me and i don't want that and it would cause anarchy etc
2: i don't know i'm
3: not gonna lie that's what conscience is yeah it's situation based
1: right but that means that you have to you can never lie to even to save someone's life or you can never flip the switch on the trolley because you're killing uh, an innocent person. Why? Because oh. it's absolutism.
3: Yeah, like, absolutely true. yeah. Is that what conscientism thing you're yeah. using? Okay.
2: Interesting. Um, I guess we didn't really. Talk I'll probably lean towards the religious aspect, but I also have like. Everyone has their own opinions and stuff.
3: Opposing the religious stuff.
2: I mean, you could, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people who do that. Um,
1: So I would say if you're religious, then it still benefits you to try to find a secular basis of objective morality so that you can tell other people that they're morally wrong so that you have some sort of basis on your belief. Because even if you are religious, then that's not going to help you in moral debates if the other person doesn't believe in what you or
2: do. you could spread religion and everyone is or you have to convert everyone to your which is religion. i'm sure historically that's what everyone has been trying to do because they're not willing to have that but religion. is that a
1: realistic sense that eventually we're going to have a world where everyone ha- shares the same religion
2: no but so. people
0: are going to keep trying of doing that it's okay. like you're also invalidating what everyone else believes
2: but like uh, converting everyone else yeah because
1: you're saying
0: that you're a world it's Well a world yeah it's, it's pretty much saying you're wrong Well right.
2: they
1: would be because people believe there's only their god is the right god so the other people are wrong there's Yeah it's just sticking to your other problems like stuff like that God or re- religion doesn't provide explanations for everything like is there an explanation in the bible about what to do in the trolley problem um, I guess they might say or Christians it's might say or something. God would in that moment give me the knowledge I need to make the right decision that he agrees with etc. So,
2: yeah, it's a heavy topic.
1: Okay. Um
2: what about you what, what is your So,
1: thing? I don't think it, there can be any objective basis even religion still has that leap of you ought to do what is good. So, um It's still making that assumption. I think religion is definitely the closest you can get to an objective good based on a divine authority. Um, But like I said, if you're religious, it's still in your benefit to look at secular aspects. I think from a secular perspective, if you're of the belief that we all came into being based on evolution, then really the most realistic option is egotism which is that all we can say is that everyone should try to maximize their own individual happiness and we have to still structure society it doesn't work to structure it around that because we can't have sadists running around free so even though we can't morally judge them for doing what they think is right from this perspective we still have to throw them in jail um because of our
3: Social contract. I think that was a I fun know, podcast. Uh, I think we covered a lot of topics, yeah, but uh, cool. uh, I think let us
2: know your thoughts
3: in the comment. Let in us know what comments. you guys think. Actually, yeah, are
2: you exactly. subjective I or objective?
0: Carson will read every single Which, one of
3: them. Yeah, what, we get like one video. <laughs> on <HBO. laughs> <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> but uh, like, comment, subscribe. We have an Instagram page, maybe a TikTok soon. But uh, see you guys until the next one. Peace.